0: This is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. So first of all, the topic of today is marketing on the other side. Now, the other side of what? Well, we talk about the other side of this crisis that we're currently going through, and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, but the crisis has been the big disruptor of our normal, of our status quo. And so many times I've discovered that when we, we don't innovate unless there is a crisis first, right? We should always be thinking other side. Our mind should always be thinking future. Our mind should always be thinking where is the market heading? But we are so accustomed to default back to the status quo of yesterday. And it takes a crisis to take our mind away from the status quo to start exploring things beyond our comfort zone. So in a funny way, I think this crisis has brought so much value if you know what to do with the crisis. Uh, Someone said never waste a crisis. A crisis can be leveraged for advancement, for innovation. And this is not a new concept, even in biblical times, right? Jesus says to his disciples, I want you to be witnesses to the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus couldn't have been more clear, right? He said, you know what? Before I go, these were his last words. If there was ever a moment in time to listen to Jesus, it was when he was departing from earth and shared his final thoughts with his disciples, right? And he said, before I go, I'm telling you, you're going to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. And what do the apostles do? They default back to what they've always done, which was to be in Jerusalem and meet daily in the temple. Isn't that credible? Jesus wasn't able in the three years that he spent with him to bring the idea across that this temple, that the power of the temple where people would physically visit would be lifted because he was taking them into a new dimension and rebuilding something more powerful within three days that would take them beyond the limitations of yesterday. Isn't that incredible? And when Jesus said, I'll make you witnesses, what did the disciples do? They went back to Jerusalem, not the corners of the earth and lingered there. And then they met daily in the temple. Wow. Wow. And it took a crisis. When you read the book of Acts, you'll see there was a crisis when persecution came and the believers from Jerusalem were scattered, even as far as Antioch. And that was the first church planning movement, but it took a crisis to scatter the believers, even as far as Antioch, but even the apostles lingered in Jerusalem. Read it for yourself. And it baffles me. That the brain of the human, the human brain is so pre-programmed to stick with status quo when it comes to our businesses, when it comes to our ministry and and, and innovation advancement is crucial to move forward effectively into the future. And it wasn't until 70 AD eh, when the temple was physically destroyed that they finally got the message, right? The temple was destroyed, and now they started advancing their apostolic mandate to the corners of the earth. What can we learn from this? Crisis has the ability to suddenly make us think about things that we were not willing to think about when there was not a crisis. Uh, my friend Troy Korsgarden, some of you are familiar with him. He's a guru in the ins- insurance industry. He sent me a manuscript a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago, called Inflection Point. He wrote a book called Inflection Point. And an inflection point is a moment in time where circumstances are demanding a new way of thinking and new strategies. Now, it's not that when the circumstances were normal, it didn't require that. But when the circumstances changed, it forced us to think differently. And that's something that this crisis is bringing us. It forces us to think differently that will suddenly change human behavior to the point where we're suddenly um, willing to think along lives we weren't thinking, willing to think along before. I'll give you a funny example. I work a lot with churches. Uh, mega churches of scale. And a lot of churches, they have big media teams, sound team, audio team, light team, and uh, an internet team. And it was always an afterthought for most churches, right? The guy that was responsible for streaming. Suddenly, suddenly, the guy that they couldn't remember their name of is the most important person in the room, right? Isn't that incredible? the guy they couldn't remember Johnny's name he was responsible for streaming because in addition to all the uh, physical meetings we also had an online campus and we didn't remember the guy who was responsible for the stream but now through crisis he becomes the most important asset because we realize we can stay where we were yesterday the assumptions that, that we had are no longer accurate it forces us to change. So I'm a strategic marketer and I help people bring their message to market. Now I went to the school of hard knocks. A lot of this I've learned through trial and error. And I'm gonna give you a two minute journey of how I came where I'm now today. And I believe it's gonna help some of you uh, bring your message to market. Because believe it or not, everybody has a message. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has something of value that can help other people succeed. That's what I love about Dr. Chan. He's helping others succeed. That's his life mandate. He lives by it. He's helped me, he's helped you, and, and, and you have the ability, that same ability, to help others succeed. Um, Type in the chat if you know that you've been given a message that will help others succeed, right? Why be in uh, the coaching business if you don't have a passion to help others succeed? Now, I want you to think about this. The fact that God has given you a message is the evidence that there is an audience waiting for you. Think about that. People ask me, Do you believe I have what it takes to succeed? I'm telling you, if you believe that God's giving you a message, that very thing is the very evidence that God, uh, or it's the very evidence that there is an audience. Why? Well, there was a people in the land of Egypt. They were crying out to God, Exodus 2, right? We all know the story. And the cry came up to God. God heard it. He acknowledged it. Decided to do something about it, right? And he went to look for a messenger to give a message that would help the people. Wow. The fact that you have a message is the proof that God already chose an audience. So when it comes to message, I want you to be confident in that message and know that God has already selected the audience before he gave you that message. Now, the the difficult part is to go from the backside of the desert to the land of Egypt and make that connection. Does that make sense? It's it's the journey, it's the process to take the message to your audience to the market. Okay? Um, So be confident. In that message. You have a message and you can be confident that when God gave you that message that there's an audience that is waiting for you to deliver that message.